Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. Welcome back, collaborators. Today, we are going to be talking about the Blue Ocean Strategy. And um, if you have not heard of the Blue Ocean Strategy in your business, I want to just make sure that you understand what it is first. So whatever business you're in, whatever market or space, it's it's so important to differentiate yourself. And it doesn't have to be something that's costly. That's something I want to make sure I point out, but it is effective and it's creating demand for what you sell by doing something that's different. And there actually is, uh, there's two books out there on this that we'll put links in the show notes. Uh, it's Blue Ocean Strategy, Blue Ocean Shift by the last names are Kim and Mobborn. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, but we'll put them in the show notes. But today we wanted to introduce you to a business owner who dove headfirst into what I like to call that blue ocean strategy a number of years ago. And she is someone who inspired me and impacted me when I was just getting started in the mortgage industry. And, you know, one of the things I love about real estate, the real estate industry, and I think I've said this before, is that there's so many different ways that you can become your own boss. And people just don't even know about a lot of them. One of the more well-known ways is selling real estate. And and it you can do it in a lot of different ways. We've had someone on the show who started their own brokerage. But you can also start your own business by working for someone's brokerage. And you're still self-employed. You still have your own business. Um, And I think that's really important because a lot of industries have these um, opportunities And our guest today works for one of the most well-known companies in the world, Caldwell Banker. Um, So if you're in insurance, mortgage, real estate, you know, this is the decision. If that's the decision you make, it's really important for you to stand out, to have like a competitive advantage, something that makes you set apart. Otherwise, you're going to get lost in the sea of what everyone else is doing. And, you know, that was my experience when I first got into mortgages. For the first five years, I didn't know that there were ways to stand out and get noticed. I thought you just did mortgages or you just sold real estate until this one day when I got into an annual sales rally for one of our sister companies, Cobble Banker. And at this rally, a video was played up on the screen showing this young woman who was using video in her car to talk about real estate in the real estate market and just all different things. And Gosh, this was back. I could be wrong on the dates, and we can ask. This was back in like 2005 or six or seven, and you know, no one was using video. I don't. I don't even know if we had video on our phones at that. No, we didn't. We did not have videos on our phones at that point. I had no idea how to do this, but what I did want was a way to stand out. So I made up my mind to do it, and I bought one of those. It's called, it was called a flip phone or a flip, not flip phone, flip cameras like that. USB flipped out and you plugged it into your computer and I started recording them. And then the rest is history. You know, we have a recorded, we've recorded an episode on video that we'll put also a link in the show notes. But today I am so excited that we are bringing this woman onto the show. You know, someone who really inspired me to do something that was out of my comfort zone. And I hope it will really encourage you guys to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, do something that 
helps your business stand out. And so um, I'm going to have Andre, my co-host, who you know so well, introduce Jessica Edwards. Hi, collaborators. Um, I'm actually kind of fangirling. Um, <laughs> same, same way with you, Megan. I ran into Jessica Edwards in like 2004, 5, 6, doing videos in her car. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I would never put myself on video. So for those of you who don't know Jessica Edwards, she's an innovative, uh, she's known for the innovative use of technology and video in her real estate business. She is one of the breakout stars of Coldwell Banker's YouTube channel and has received local and national recognition, including CNBC, USA Today, Fox Business. And I believe recently she was even named uh, one of Inman's top uh, video people, which is an amazing honor to be named an in, in Inman. Um, as a full-time realtor in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, she's known as the Carolina's finest. Uh, Jessica Edwards and Associates are honored to consistently be a top team with Coldwell Banker Seacoast Advantage. Uh, she's originally from West Virginia, I believe. Um, and she graduated from the University of North Carolina in 2004. And then she immediately pursued her her career in real estate, which is almost like unheard of, a commission business. Um, you know, like a lot of people just don't go and get into real estate right out of college. So that's exciting. Um, she is a family person, so she does have a family life, she, which is extremely important to her. She spends as much time as possible with her family, her friends, her children. Um, I stalk her Instagram and her Facebook. She's in a lot of really nice houses as well, um, which I'm sure she enjoys. And I cannot wait uh, for our listeners to speak with her, to ask her some questions. Um, and we want you to be brave with your business, just like Jessica wait, uh, was, to make bold moves um, that you can put into a blue ocean instead of a red ocean. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce Jessica Edwards. Jessica, are you there? I'm here, and I'm so excited to join you today. Uh, big fans as well, and just excited to share and continue the conversation. I think it's awesome. So how often, Jessica, do you hear that you've had fans and <laughs> send you little fan videos like I did? I know. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, it's very, um, it's inspiring to me as well, you know, to hear that people have followed and done their own things. And so many people in my industry and other industries that I hear from all the time that are like, I've been following you for years or, you know, I was in Trader Joe's you know, mask on, this was probably six months ago. And I, somebody heard me just speak to somebody kind of with my cart getting around. And this girl came up to me and she was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I recognize your voice. And she was from Virginia, you know, I'm in North Carolina. And she's like, I'm visiting family. She's like, are you Jessica Edwards? I'm like, oh yeah. You know, I was in like workout clothes and a ponytail and mask on. And she was like, I have been watching your videos. I'm in real estate in Virginia. And she was like, I recognize, I heard your voice and I knew it was you and I just had to speak. And that, that was pretty powerful. So um, I yeah. just love it. I love that um, other people can feel inspired and learn something. And I think it's, it's just a really cool platform to be able to share. I agree. And I can talk okay. about, Andre's going to have to cut me off sometimes because I, <laughs> this, it's one of my favorite topics as you'll learn as we go through. And I've had similar experiences I've shared with our salespeople in our company. I walked into a real estate office that I'd never walked into about an hour from my office. And 
when I walked in, I'm like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Megan Marsh. Wanda, and he's like, I know you. I've seen, I've seen your videos. I'm like, yeah. gosh, this is amazing. I'm like, I am, I'm, I'm never stopping doing this. So, and you know, I think that's such a, it's, it's not, and it's not even like a notoriety or type thing like that, but it's, you know, it, with other agents, you know, we're connecting and collaborating and learning always, but with clients, you know, it's given us a platform for clients that before we even sit down and meet with them for the first time and they feel like they know, like, and trust us. They feel like we already, already know your personality and that's huge thing in any kind of relationship business, you know, that somebody feels like they already have a sort of sneak peek or know your personality or how you talk or just feel like they know you before they've even met with you face to face. And that was, that was a huge um, thing for video starting, you know, realizing that. No, that's, I, I love that. And it, it is surprising still for me that people do feel like that video is for them. I, I just, I love that. Do you mind before we start really digging into video piece, do you mind, uh, you know, the audience for the collab or are people that are really making that jump into becoming business owners, you know, if it's solopreneurs, teams, bigger businesses, um, and in the real estate industry specifically, we have a lot of people who listen. Do you mind just sharing, you know, you, you're in the real estate business since you graduated, and we've had guests, I said before, that owned a whole brokerage, but can you explain to listeners about becoming a real estate agent and working at, sure. a company, but you're still your own boss? Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting because being in the industry and when with you in the mortgage industry, I think sometimes we forget that, that people don't know the ins and outs and how that works. Um, so for me, I was right out of college. I actually was a health and nutrition major, uh, in college and started wow. uh, a job right out of school. And it just kind of wasn't what I expected it to be. And it wasn't. Mm at all what I expected to be. My parents, you know, wanted to get a real estate license. And this at the time was 2004 going into 2005. And, um, you know, my parents, thank God, were like, you know, get your real estate license. We'll support you. Try it because you've been talking about this for years and had this interest in real estate. And we would rather you try it now than be 40 and still talking about it. So the rest is kind of history. But, um, you know, so so I joined Coldwell Banker in 2005, right after I was licensed. And for me at the time, it was never a question of having, you know, my own brokerage or starting my own business. It was joining with a company that was established, right? That was known in the area that had this reputation and the success that I could build my, you know, business under. Uh, for me, real estate was intriguing because, I mean, I was 22 and right out of college, but I saw that this was an opportunity to stay in Wilmington on southeastern coast, you know, live at the beach. And there's not a lot of huge corporations here, but I saw real estate as an opportunity to build a business. Uh, there's so many different facets of real estate where you have, you know, just the client and the people relationships, but then there's the business end and the marketing end. And so there's all these different sort of pieces to the pie that come together. But I love the idea that there was no ceiling to what I could do. You know, I wasn't going into a job where it was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And this is how much money you're going to make for the rest of your life. You know, there was like, there wasn't a cap to it. And I also love the idea that I felt it was something that I could do forever, that it wasn't something that, you know, once I had children or whatever, that I was going to have to make a choice 
in juggling, you know, family and, and work, which obviously you do as a real estate agent, but I felt like it was something that I could do long term and forever. Um, and, you know, the, I think it's funny because people always assume that, you know, in real estate, it's so flexible all the time and you make your own hours. And it's like, yeah, it is, except, you know, it's kind of nonstop. I always like to say that it's not a work-life balance. It's just a life balance. Um, but, you know, yes, it can be crazy and it can be constant. But, you know, I also can go to a play at my child's school or, you know, you know, adjust, adjust my schedule as needed. But um, so I joined Coldwell Banker and I like to say I've been with Coldwell Banker since 2005. Um, having a brand, Coldwell Banker is my brand. It's this global company. And I think now more than ever, you know, social media didn't really come into play until 2008, nine, you know, Facebook and, and video and YouTube and all this stuff. And um, so I think now more than ever, having that global presence and having this brand behind me, I always say, you know, my, so the Carolina Finance is my team. So I have a team within Codal Banker. So I basically run my own business under this brand and under this franchise company. So Codal Banker is, is, is my brand, I always say, but the Carolina Finance and what we do is this image and we're creating an image, which is ultimately our reputation to the community and to our clients. And for me, that's been huge. And Codal Banker has provided many opportunities and it also for myself you know, to grow our business, but then also for our clients, just the exposure, um, international exposure for our luxury clients, um, and just the, the networking with agents. I mean, the fact that I have friends that are some of the top agents across the country, you know, in Miami and Aspen and Beverly Hills that I have learned from and collaborated with on different things is, is amazing. And so through being with a brand like that, I've been able to do so. So many good golden nuggets in there because I think a lot of people think that they have to go off and start their own business and do everything on their own. But Jessica hit a lot of really great topics in there, such as, you know, she's with a reputable company and underneath that company, she still gets to do her own marketing, build her own team, you know, manage her own profit and loss, um, go to kids plays and stuff like that. And so I think that was a really key point because a lot of people sometimes think, well, I got to go off on my own and start it. And then how do I start it? And then they end up just not doing anything, you know, versus just going to a reputable company that, you know, their values align with or that they feel like that brand represents them really well. And then just building an image under that. I think that was a really great way that you put it, Jess, was, you know, there's a brand and then there's your own personal image to build a business. And that's really at the end of the day, what's going to matter to you and your clients and your future and your reputation. So thank you for that information. That was great. Great. Absolutely. So if we could now get into the video. So when you <laughs> got into real estate, right? So you, you're brand new, you're 20, I'm going to guess here, you're in 24, 25, somewhere in there, right? Mm -hmm. Why video? Like what made you start with video? Like how did that all come about? So I love that y'all think it was, you know, 2005 or six, because I would have been really super innovative then. But I think it was actually like 2008 when you're probably right. video, yeah, video was really being talked about a lot. On, and it, it was like, this is going to be the next big thing. It's going to be it. And I just had this whole, this feeling of like, okay, this is the way, you know, and so there were some people out there doing some videos and some things on real estate, but it was, it was very, it felt very stiff and very, very like, you know, hi, I'm a real estate agent. This is, this is what a buyer's agent is. And this is, you know, and it wasn't personable. And I'm like, you know, if I could find a way 
through video to share the ins and outs and share stories and educate clients and other agents kind of just on what we do and share what we do. This could be a really good platform. And so um, I think the first video I did was like January 2009. And it it kind of took off from there. Um, I would do videos. I had some great advice. I remember um, somebody that helped me at the time with some marketing and stuff. And he was like, if you're going to do this, don't overanalyze. You know, don't, if your hair's out of place or you say the wrong word or whatever, like don't overanalyze because you will just kill yourself. You'll never do it. And that was the best advice. And it was like, you know, you're your own biggest critic. So nobody else is going to be looking at that, you know, hair over here or the fact that you, you know, said the wrong word and had to fix it, like just keep going. And so that was really good advice is to not over critique or analyze yourself. Um, and so I just kind of went with it and started. And it was it's funny because so many people I remember at the beginning were like, oh, this is so brilliant. You know, you're a real estate agent. You're in the car all the time. What a great use of time. You're able to do these videos you're in the car. And the truth was, was that I was trying to do these videos in my office, different places. And I was this weird, not myself. I wasn't talking like myself. It wasn't my personality. And the car was the one place where I just completely was myself. And the lighting was good, you know? Um, and so it just worked and the car just worked. And so that was where I started and why it wasn't some brilliant genius, uh, long-term plan. It was just the place where it sort of made the most sense. Um, and from there it just kind of kept going. I love that too, because people get mm -hmm. so uncomfortable with video, you know, Andre does not, I, I always push him to <laughs> videos, but it's so true. Like finding a place where, and everybody uses video, right? Like I still feel though, like video is still somewhat of a blue ocean. There still is not enough people using it. I mean, there's more, there's definitely more from 08 and 09, but I still, I don't know about your area, but in where we are, we're not seeing a ton, a ton of people using video still. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's part of that. I think it's a, it's a fear factor of that overly critiquing, you know, part of it. And I think that, you know, if anybody that's listening, if you think about it, you know, with all the zooming and video conferencing that everybody's done over the last year and a half, I feel like maybe it's made people more comfortable with video. And if you think about it that way, that, um, you know, that you can be more comfortable sort of in front of the camera. You don't have to be perfect. You know, it's just sharing who you are and your personality. Um, yeah, it really hit me to the core, Jess, when you were like, don't overanalyze. Nobody's going to care that your hair is out of place. And that that's me, um, to be honest with you. But for some reason, when you just said that, that really resonated with me because you know what, like, that is so true. And so for our listeners out there, like, nobody's going to care and you just got to do it. Um, you know, Obviously, when you started making video, you know, how many videos did you start making? Like, what what made you start doing the videos? Did you use any special equipment? Um, and back then, I'm sure it's probably a little different now because now you're like in a super luxury market. So like, what does that what does that look like now for you versus what it was then? Do you have a production team now? Do you have somebody who edits for you? Somebody who shoots for you? Um and what we're just trying to do is like show the audience, okay, well, I started here, but now I'm here, right? And that takes time, but I want them to to kind of hear your progression and, and how that can progress. Sure. And I mean, it's funny because Megan mentioned the flip, the flip cam, and that's exactly what I first started with. I mean, oh, did you? 
the same thing. Yes. And it, you know, the USB thing slipped out and you plugged it into your computer and you could download it right to YouTube or whatever. It was super easy. No editing. Um, and I think that was huge. So I was doing, and I was really big at the beginning, uh, on consistency and, you know, trying to do videos at least two or three times a week, which I did for many years and not editing those. I think, um, I think the big thing now, at the time, I probably would have said years ago, you know, two to three minutes. Um, now, I think if you can keep it under two minutes, um, just for quick, you know, to, and, and to not be scripted, um, to think mm. of sort of three main points, right? Like beginning, middle, end, think about what you want to talk about and have three main things you want to hit and to not be scripted. Because if you're scripted, it becomes more complicated. It becomes more stiff and rehearsed. Um, think about a topic, think about a story, think about what you want to talk about and just have those sort of three main talking points and just go. Um, and it, and it might not be the first video, but I also don't think you have to spend an hour making a two minute video. Um, so I think that was huge for me is not having to go through this editing process and all that. Um, now doing videos, um, uh, myself or my team, you know, if it is like educational or that kind of video, we still use, we use iPhones, you know, um, and, and sometimes if it is in the office, you know, there will be a light. Um, but as far as listing videos go, oh my gosh, I remember at the beginning trying to do listing videos on our own and, you know, like, great, we've got this new app and we've got this and we've got that. We're going to, you know, and it was a total disaster. It was a complete time suck. I realized very quickly that I was not a videographer, videographer of houses. So we use professional videographer on, on all of our luxury homes. We've also found that, you know, my market is kind of unique because you know, our average sales price here in Wilmington is around 400, 450. Um, but we have a chunk of our market that are vacation homes and that kind of thing. And that are in that million, two million, three million dollar range. And so, that is a chunk of our business, but that's not all of our business. Um, and we tell our clients, you know, we really utilize those luxury homes. You know, people, it's just like Pinterest, right? Like people want to go look at their dream home and get ideas and, and dream about things. You know, people want to watch the video of the $2 million house and then go search for their $350,000 house. So we're mm -hmm. very strategic in how we use all of that stuff online, but we do use a professional videographer for um, all of our uh, high-end listings. And that's just, I feel like it's well worth the money. Um, if you are in real estate um, or depending on what your business, depending on what kind of video you're trying to do, the amount of time it can take you to edit and get lighting right, all these things right, it is well worth it to invest that money in using a professional videographer. I agree. We We upgraded this year from using our iPhones. We still use them for some things, um, but we also ended up getting a lot of the equipment and we have someone who edits. It's a lot of work. And gosh, I would think for anyone who's starting and you're posting on social, just use your phone, like just do it and yeah. get it out there because it's kind of reminding me since we've moved to this other kind of category where we're editing a lot of stuff, we still need to be sprinkling in the stuff that got us here, which leads to my next question. If you are doing a lot of higher end homes, million dollar homes, what did video do for your business? You know, I think just overall video gave me a platform to share who I was, to share my expertise, personality, um, successes, 
and just give people this inside view without having to say, hey, I'm a realtor. Hey, we sold this house. Um, and it, it really just gave us a platform to share our knowledge and share who we were. And, you know, through Codal Banker. So at the time, you know, this is the other thing with being with a brand like that, you know, Codal Banker started their YouTube channel right at the time I started doing video, which was on location or is on location. And that gave us a place through Codal Banker, the big brand, to be able to share those videos. And so, you know, I might have been brand new to video and had zero followers, but guess what? Codal Banker, the brand is huge and has millions of followers, you know, so it gave us a place and a platform to share those videos. And that was also a huge, huge um, benefit, I feel like, to being with with a company with that big of an outreach. I was yeah. going to say, you have like, I think, close to 15,000 followers on YouTube now. Do you... Do- can you directly tie, do you get business directly through messages from your videos, do you find? It's interesting because I feel like that's a question that everybody always wants to pinpoint, <laughs> always wants, you know, a specific number on. But for me, you know, yes, we have been able to, um, you know, directly correlate specific business to video. One of my favorite stories is this uh, listing came on in this gated community. It was one of my first like breaking into that luxury market. I got this listing and had been on the market previously and failed to sell with another agent. Did a video, um, you know, opened the house, met the buyer's agent and their client at the home and to let them in to see the home. And they came in and the buyer with their own agent, right? Is like, you know, oh, we just want, you know, we saw the video on his house. I'm like, oh, great. You know, and he's like, no, no, no. Like we saw the video. And he was like, we did not come and look at this house when it was on the market previously because a pool was a must for us, but we absolutely did not want to be on the golf course because of privacy. But in your video, we saw that you were standing beside the pool and the way that the sellers had done this is they had like built, like dug down and built this amazing like outdoor oasis, but you're standing beside the pool and you've got this huge like line of shrubbery behind you way high. And so it was completely private. And he was like, you know, we saw that in the video and that's why we're here. And they ended up buying the house. And so had it not been for them seeing that, yeah, somebody else might've bought the house, but they directly came with their agent, you know, because of seeing that video and seeing that the pool did have that privacy. Um, And I just think that, again, it's just a good way. There's no way to measure you know, there's, I feel like there's certain industry people and coaches and things that would say you have to be able to monetize, how we say that, um, you know, every, yeah. everything yeah. you do, you need to be able to track it. And, and I feel like for me, that's really hard because with video, I don't think you can always do that, but it is keeping you current and in front of clients and friends and people and that reminder of real estate. I want people when they think of real estate to think of Jessica Edwards and Carolina's finest and my team without having to constantly say, Hey, I'm a realtor, you know, here's yeah. my name tag. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, not the way I want to operate. So that's where video has been huge for us. I love that. Cause it's almost like being at the right place at the right time. Right. So like you put a video out, somebody happened to see it at the right time. Or when we do a video on like FHA, the new rule came out. And then somebody sees our post and reaches out to us. It's like, we didn't intentionally put it out there to monetize it. But that person happened to see it at the right time, at the right place, and it works out for you sometimes. Like you said, 
I think that sometimes coaches, you're right. You have to be able to track everything, but at the same time, like your passion or what you like doing, sometimes it, it just brings in the business itself. Um, and Jess, you started talking about a team and I know that you also have a, a listing team for uh, a listing um, videographer. Are there other ways that you use video in your business? Um, for instance, you know, milestone updates or to uh, communicate with your clients. Um, you know, just be curious because we, we do consider you one of the video queens. Are there other ways that you use uh, video in your business? Yes. I mean, any different way that we can. And we're always looking at what can we change up and do different. Something that I've literally been talking about for probably over five years and have never really uh, done as well as I should or, or hardly at all is community videos, right? So this mm -hmm. is talked about all the time. And it's such a, it's so under service, I guess, you know, for anyone in every, any business industry, when people are, are seeking out online and looking to learn about an area, um, you know, restaurants, shopping, different, you know, aquariums, whatever, like, you know, if that's a great way for anyone in any business mm -hmm. to get themselves out there is to highlight the community or different neighborhoods, different areas, things like that. And I think that that's a really good way if somebody's like, well, what can I do? What can I, you know, I think that community videos, and again, I, I'm, you know, here I am sitting here talking about this literally for many years and haven't really done it very well. But I think it's very under, um, you know, under, undervalued or underserviced. I think that there's a ton of business owners that would love the opportunity to have their business featured or a restaurant featured, you know, and it's all about just asking them and it doesn't take much of their time. Like, you know, hey, and do a quick video, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, all it's doing is giving them additional exposure. For, um, for our listeners out there, I just, I just want them to hear what you just said, Jess, like community, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're in real estate, if you're in insurance, it doesn't matter what type of business you're in. If mm -hmm. you're in sales, you can do your community. And like you said, Jess, business owners love to talk about their business. So that is one quick, easy way to go out and start doing biz, uh, video is in your community. You know, people want to see where they're going to live, especially um, for some areas like yourself at the beach, right? Well, what's around? Where can I go to eat? Where can I go sure. to shop? What can I go to do? What's local? Um, so I I love that. That's That's such a quick, easy strategy that people can start implementing right away, regardless of what industry you're in. I do think too, though, Dre, and, th and that was, I think, why we asked the question on the other ways that you use it. What I found being a mom, when I, right, I'm a mom, I, <laughs> perfect. I mean, that could not have been more perfect. That is like the perfect, I'm a mom, and then the phone's ringing, the probably smoke detector's about to go off, right? It needs new batteries, and somebody's about to scream from the bathroom. I mean, that could have not have been timed any better. Yeah, and summer's the worst, because my kids, I have four, and summer, they blow my phone up, like, all day long. But when I, when I had kids, when I had my first, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm fully commissioned. I want to take time off with my first baby, my second baby, my third baby. But at when I, when I first had my first child, I didn't have a team, right? And that has changed, but it kept me in front. That was when I said, okay, I want to use this not just on YouTube or like where I'm posting it here. What about when I get a new client? Like, 
I could send them a welcome video. What about when they start their application? I could send a video here. And that's how we started integrating it. And it's made me very productive as a working mom without having to be in every situation or every conversation. And that was where we were curious if you have done any of that type of stuff as well, or because I think business owners might be fearful of the YouTube part. So that is one thing yeah. I will say a lot to them is you talk to your customers, just start internally and get to the external. Yeah. And that's something we do. We do often, you know, new clients, um, you know, somebody comes in on the website, you know, if you think about how easy it is now with, with phones and video, you know, an iPhone, for instance, to, you know, somebody logs into your website and it's like, you know, a quick video and then you're texting or emailing to him, Hey, John, see, so you just logged in. So excited to talk with you and help you with your home search at Wilmington. You know, little stuff like that is very, very simple to do. Doesn't take a lot of time and it just adds that personal touch to it. And if anything, it makes you stand out um, among everybody else because the majority of people, I promise you, are not doing that. It's just getting brave. Yeah. Not, and, you know, we and we for so and that's another thing we do is video. You know, we use our videos and, you know, it used to be like a newsletter, you know, drip campaign or whatever, or, you know, mm -hmm. any prospects you were sending. And, and we use videos for that. We use videos for clients, you know, and they don't have to be, we're able to reuse videos, like tutorial videos or how to or this and that. Um, so, and we use those to, to email to clients um, all the time. But the service we use for that is um, BombBomb. And we've used them for years. It's a great way to send mm -hmm. videos to a big list of people. Agreed. I love that. And so I want to I want to give our listeners as many ideas as possible so that they can hear that. So, you know, Jessica just shared when she has clients, even if they're current clients or past clients, they send, you know, informational newsletters out with a video in there. So that's another great way to use video if you don't feel comfortable yet posting them up on YouTube or social media because I think that's the most intimidating part. Do you think it matters the industry people are in? Like, could videos help an insurance agent, a title agent, right? Other industries. Absolutely. Because I think that today's consumer, no matter what you're consuming or looking for, we're all turning online. We're turning to Google. We're looking online. We're researching and trying to gather as much information as possible. And I think we're also looking to connect, right? And so you're looking... Any ways that somebody can capture someone's attention, everybody's attention spans are short, you're fighting all this information, you're fighting to stand out. And so I think at the end of the day, it makes you stand out. And if somebody feels like they can connect with you, that can be the difference in gaining that client or not. And, you know, we, we are really big on just our client relationships. I always say, you know, our family is family, my team is family, our clients are family. And we truly operate that way. And so... Um, we want to make sure that everything we do is caring for those clients in the best way possible. Um, but yeah, I think that any industry that this can, can play into, you know, different ways and no matter what industry you're in. Yeah, and, and just something that, that you kind of keep saying about video is that connection, right? And, and I think people want to be able to like, to see your face, to see how you come across, to see how you speak. Um, and you know, my one favorite saying is some will, some won't. So what, right? Like there's a million consumers out there. You're not going to get every single one, but if you put yourself out there in, in retrospective, as, as long as you're being authentic and being yourself, you're going to attract those people who are like, 
you know, I, I like that their attitude or I like the way that they come across or they're being authentic. Um, and I also know that you're a mom. Um, so can you, sh- and Megan's big into the whole like mom thing and woman thing. Um, can you share with some of our women listeners, uh, how you manage running your own business, uh, and a family? Like that's, yeah, I mean, that's gotta be tough, especially successful business at this point. Clients, you know, are just being afraid. Like, well, what if I put a video out there? What if somebody doesn't like my personality or they don't think this of me? You know, we want to work with people that know, like, and trust us. We want to work with people that we have a relationship with. The reality is, is if somebody sees your video and they're like, oh, that guy is just, you know, I cannot stand his voice or cannot. Guess what? He's pro- that's probably not going to be the best business relationship anyways. And it's probably going to be a totally draining situation. So if they don't like you from your video, then maybe you don't want to work with them anyways. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something. And, and I don't mean to sound, say that in like a really like snarky way, but mm-hmm. the reality is just when you're building a business and when you have a family and when you're taking time away from family, friends, kids, whatever, I want to feel fulfilled and feel like I'm working with clients that I love, you know, and that I like and that they like me and not the other way around. So I think that that's something really important to think about. And I think, you know, juggling, you know, I think anybody it, in any, whether you have kids, don't have kids, married, not married, whatever, like this past year and a half has made everybody shift and, you know, uh, look at everything differently as far as how we operate and juggle and manage our time. And I think in some ways it's been good to sort of scale back on some things. And I think in some people have struggled, struggled with things more than others, but we've all been in this sort of learning process. Mm-hmm. And I think with kids that it's just, you know, I have a team. So we have a few other agents that work with me on, um, I've been absolutely just blessed beyond to have Carolyn Burns, who is basically like a business partner. We've worked together now for over 10 years and her and I um, talk every day. She focuses really on the buying side of things and myself on the listing and marketing. And then we have two other agents that work under us. And then we have two um, sort of full-time staff, one that works with the closings and the process with attorneys and inspections and all that. And then Courtney does all of our marketing and listing stuff. Um, so we have the people in place to be very hands-on, but um, you know, people go through things, right. An illness in the family or, you know, a, a child dealing with something. I went through a divorce um, a year and a half ago and my team was there to, you know, pick up the slack for me or, you know, we're just there for each other. And I think that that is a huge part of my success. I would not be where I am without having that team around me. And I value that very, very much. And I think that it's critical. Um, me personally, and I think Carolyn would say the same thing. She has two kids. I have two children. Um, you know, that having those people that can step in for you or just to constantly be a sounding board off of and having those people around you to support you, you're going to get further than you ever would on your own. And I truly believe that, that, you know, it's in, and some people get really caught up, I think in the business aspect or numbers are wanting to like cling to every little thing. And I think if you look at the big picture in the quality of life and how much you can grow and you surround yourself with people that, I want to see them succeed. We all want to succeed together. And I think that having that team for me, I I literally like could not do it without, without them. Um, And we're just really 
Um, we're very, you know, we do a lot of business, but we're a very um, small sort of tight knit team. And that's just, it works for us. Yeah. I, I'm like obsessed with that answer because Megan and I were kind of just talking about that a little bit beforehand, like collaboration. Right. Um, and it's really how Megan and I met and became business partners. And I mean, Megan and I have both vowed to each other, like, you know, we're, we're doing this till the end, like till we die, you know, because she's been my ride or die. And, and you're right, just having those people around you who support you, who love you, who want the best for you, who want to clap for your success, right? Um, is going to get you so much further than you trying to do it on your own or thinking you can do it on your own. But um, yeah, just having that, that circle is so strong that I love that answer. Love, love, yeah. love. And I think so many people get into business, right? And they want to be self-employed and own their own business because they want to be successful or make more money or not have this limit to it. And then they limit themselves even more than if they were working a nine to five job because all of a sudden they're responsible for everything yeah. and they can't go out of town or their business stops. And so I think that that's something really important to think about no matter where you are and in how you build your business, you know, it's, it's having the right people with you. And it may take you a few tries to get that right person in this role, but it's, it's invaluable. I mean, I think it's everything. And I think a lot of, um, so we work obviously with a lot of real estate agents and that's something that I've noticed. That's a little bit off topic from video, but I've noticed because Andre and I built teams, right? We have teams in the same thing. Our business changed like skyrocketed once our, once we built our teams, once we joined forces, because we were willing to collaborate, even though we were competition with each other. And I see some agents, they know they need someone. They know, you know, they might think, okay, that that's an assistant or they're going out of town. So they'll ask another agent to cover for them for just that weekend or that week, right? They don't know where to turn when they don't feel like they need this full-time person or did they get this other agent and pay them a percentage of it? So for anyone who maybe ha is in real estate listening, how do they even start going about looking for that teammate, team member? Is it hiring someone? Is it finding an agent that's like valued? What would be your advice on that? I think my advice on that is your first hire, um, specifically in real estate, and this probably overlaps, but your first hire should be an assistant. Um, it should be somebody that can do the stuff that's not that you can pass off. That's not sort of income producing or that relationship building the paper. There's a lot people don't realize in real estate. There's a lot of paperwork <laughs> and a lot of back end stuff that is done. Um, so I think that should be your first hire. And if you're like, you know, I can't afford a full time assistant, I can't then get with another agent, get with another agent in your office and share an agent or, or share an assistant. You know, I did that at first with two other agents before I had an assistant on my own. And I think that also a lot of agents look at, you know, stacking on buyer's agents, you know, under them or stacking on people under them. But, you know, that that first hire should be an assistant to hand off those tasks to. And when you do hire like another agent under you, say it's a buyer's agent, you should be prepared to then give up all that buyer business to that person. Um, you know, you can't cherry pick the easy ones because they need to have, you know, a combination. I think that's where a lot of agents fail is they bring on a buyer's agent and then, you know, they're giving the buyer's agent all these leads. But if somebody calls up and says, Hey, I want to make an offer on this house. They're like, Oh, I can do that. You know, and that, that buyer's agent needs to have that. And the goal should be that that buyer's agent, you know, if you're giving them all your buyer business, they should be able to do that and some, and you should be able to do twice as much on the listing side 
because you're freeing up that time on the buyer side. So I think if you're starting and looking at it as building a team and that can, you can, you can correlate that into any business or industry. I think, um, you know, it's just, just how you delegate. Um, and, and, you know, they have to, to be able to grow. I've always wanted my team members to be in a situation where, you know, I got into this business because there was no limit to what I could do and what I could grow. And so I don't want anyone to ever be on my team and feel like they're stuck, sort of. You know, we always need to be looking at new ways for them to grow and, and build their business within the team as well. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that because I think what happens is most of us think, okay, if just for easy numbers, I make $100,000, right? And I'm going to hire someone and pay them $30,000, let us just say. Oh, I'm going to make 70,000 now. That that's I think how a lot of people think is like I'm going to pay this person, I'm going to make this much, but you said it, you should then be able to do double and that's exactly what happened and I think I've shared it before in one of our episodes. I was pregnant with my third and then we got a business coach and he made me like it it was in 90 days. He made me hire three people in 90 days. I was oh my gosh. I was freaking out like literally almost hyperventilating. It was the first year in six years, my business went from 20 million to 32 million just by hiring those three people that started in June. It was like the wow, biggest eye-opener for me that like, okay, I needed a team. Holy crap, I needed a team. And so I think those are really good suggestions for anyone listening who's in real estate, mortgage, you know, that, that whole arena of people who have their own book of business. And it's even, you know, you can think of like interior designers, right? Like it can, it can overlap to that if you're an interior designer, you know, um, hire an assistant and then hire a designer under you. It's the same. I think it can, it can truly go into any, many industries, if you will. I agree. And, and the other thing it does where one of the questions Andre had asked about having a family is having this team then allows you that that's been a big thing for us is people will constantly come up to me being one of the few women at conferences or whatever. And they'll say like, how, how are you here? How do you do this? You've got four kids. It's like, cause I have a team. Cause I have a team. I, you know, I've got a business partner. I have a team. It gives you the life you want. Andre moved to Puerto Rico a year ago. Like we're where we've always wanted to be. And it's like almost the more you let go and open up and learn how to get better. Right. Yeah. And I think it's okay, you know, especially for a female and having kids and whatever, you know, I I want my clients to know, you know, yes, I have children. And if it's, you know, mm-hmm. 7 to 9 p.m., like I'm probably going to be doing bath time, bedtime, you know, whatever, and depending on the age of your kids. And I think that, you know, it's it's like, you know, I'm always here for me, for you, text me, whatever. But I also do have kids and do what. So if I can't get back to you right then, you know, then I'll text you or I'll, you know, it's just being open. I think people appreciate that. And mm-hmm. I think that, again, Zoom and what's happened in the last year and a half, has really highlighted that where it's like, you know, it's almost like comical, like, oh, there's a kid screaming in the background, that Zoom conference call. And it's almost accepted, you know, more than where, um, you know, it's not. And so I think as long as people know that you're you're there for them, you're professional, you know, you're going to have those times when you are also, you know, a mom and, and have a family. Hey, I think that's perfect. Well, we sure appreciate you coming and sharing your experiences and, you know, how you got to where you are and what your team looks like. I think that will be very valuable for uh, the people that are listening, our real estate agents. And, you know, where's the best place for them to connect with you, follow you, find you online? 
Yeah, I mean, um, Facebook, you can find me. Um, but our Instagram is our team Instagram is at the Carolinas finest. Okay, the Carolinas plural finest. My personal Instagram is at the T A T Jessica Edwards. Our YouTube is just youtube.com forward slash the Carolinas finest. And our website is the Carolinas finest.com. So, consistency. We like Edwards or the Carolinas finest. You can find us somewhere. But yeah, follow us on Instagram. I feel like, um, you know, we're sharing a lot of content and different things there. And of course, YouTube. And if you want to search for a house, then, you know, head right on over to our website. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And we will put all these in the show notes uh, for everyone listening. But Go and watch some of the videos, guys. You will get ideas. That's how I've gotten all the ideas for the videos when I got started. Go and check it out. See what Jessica's doing. Check out what other people are doing and just get brave. Get brave and start setting yourself apart into that blue ocean. It is not too late to start using video or any other type of you know differentiator that not everyone is using. And so, you know, as we sign off here, Jessica, what would be your number one tip, your number one takeaway for people who are starting their business or really want to like ramp it up? What would be the number one tip you would give them? I think just finding something that you're comfortable in doing. You don't have to obviously, you know, social media is huge to share your knowledge, personality, all that. So I think just choose um, a platform or a couple platforms. You don't have to be everywhere and do everything, but choose something that you can do consistently um, and do well. And for some people that might be YouTube, for others that might be LinkedIn or it might be, you know, Instagram. And so I think just, just choosing a platform or two where you feel the most comfortable, I think consistency is key. Agreed. And then once you get consistent, you can do it a little bit less guys, but but get started, get going. And Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. We loved having Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to chat and share. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com.